Welcome back in the hey. in the house. Friday night. What's good, y'all? Yes. Friday, man. Another Friday. Another Friday. In the box. We made it. We, made we it. got a we got a what's going on with you, Pastor Ricky? D Ray, Ron. What's up? Hey, what's up? What's up? Hey, good. Always good to see you. Lovely. Everything is lovely. Good to <laughs> see all the brothers. We got yeah. a great show, man, for you tonight. We got we we got Claude Deuce in the house. In the house, man, just right. like, 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 well, I feel like we got Cam Newton on the team. He got his, <laughs> he got his Patriots jersey on, you know. He ain't no, letting nobody talk. talk bad about his squad. Oh man, <laughs> I think Pastor Ricky wore his hat. All right, all right, I you see know, it. got his Dolphins on, you know. Your know. always gonna talk about how the Dolphins were undefeated in 73. We know what it is. We got a great show for you, and we're going to be right back in the sun. Fundamentals and build a block. Turn to advice when I'm in that spot. And I got questions, and that's a lot. Perfect time to hear from Rico in the box. All right, oh, shout out to Radiant. Yeah, one way or the other, I got to get that track. Yeah, man. He ain't gonna give it to us, man. He gonna. That's classic, man. I'm gonna have to get that track. I just want it. I just want it for my listening pleasure. That's all. Uh, you're gonna get it, man. Run, go ahead and talk about it right here, man. Yeah, <laughs> music industry makeover Thursday nights. All right, make sure you join us as we give you marketing and promotional tips. We ain't gonna give you everything. We just give you a little nuggets here and there, right? Every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And as well as critical dialogue on Tuesday nights with yours truly, Andrew Crawley. Yes, hey, we have some great um, social discussions and we um, um, basically come at it with a biblical um, perspective. So critical dialogue, check us out. And then uh, shout out to my girl, man, uh, Dice Gamble. She's doing CHH University, man. Yes, You know, if awesome. you want to learn music, man, she's, she's doing it big, man, over there as well. I uh, want to make sure all you guys, man, support her. We support her as well. And don't forget, me and Pastor Ricky on Sundays at 8 p.m. Yes. We talk about life, man. A lot of times in life, man, you can't pick yourself up. And that's what the show is about. If you're dealing with imp- uh, d- depression, anxiety, just, just just some negative things in your life, man, this is, you know, we can help you as well. And let's not forget, you know, we are uh, music industry <clears throat> maker on every Thursday yes. night at 9 p.m. And we're on Roku. So this is the pick that you're going to see that's on it. Roku. When you check us out, and then of course, then you know in the box, this is the pick that you're gonna be able to find whether you're on Roku oh, yeah. or uh, Amazon Fire Stick as well. And uh, without further ado, oh, let's not forget, y'all know we got the Madden tournament. The Madden tournament, up. yes. Are you Trying to get fan. in, register. You know, it's a five dollar registration. Portion of those proceeds, man, it will be going to a charity as well. So, mm-hmm. without further ado, we got the homie coming on. Claude Deuce. Hey, what's good? What's going on, sir? What's happening, man? Happy to have you. Yes, sir. Man, listen, I was on WTHB 1550. Mm -hmm. And back, that's been 20, how many years, Ricky? 25 years? Right at up. And and almost pushing 30 years. And I I was the morning show personality. Mm -hmm. So we're about close. We're pushing 30 years. And um, the thing on the show, you know, of course, Cortex, man, was the was the deal back then. Mm-hmm. And so 
Yo, my 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 PD man used to stand listen to my show because being a young cat on the show, morning show, she wanted to make sure, man, I ain't start playing a lot of Christian hip hop. They let let me play. So I would always reach, man, for your CD, yours and Persevated Junior's, because those were the only two CDs that I mean, we had a lot of music, but those were the only two, and that and Kurt Franklin was the only music man that I could get away with playing. So I remember now, and I tried to before before you came on the show, I was trying to find the CD man. All I could remember, it was a red case. I yep. can't, and I, I was online to try to find it, man. I was just, oh, I was just, I, I got it on Amazon. I got you got it. it, yes sir. Because that's that's like my favorite. All your all your music is good, man. But that's yeah, for man. me. It's, it's it's sentimental because man, that's whenever I had to go to go to my my new music block, I would always pull a track, man. I'll go drunk, man. Yeah, man. So, oh, man, appreciate glad, it. Glad glad to have you, man. You were like one of the one of the first cats uh, in Augusta, Georgia. Nobody else was getting a radio spin. I know. I'm I was in there. Wow, man. <laughs> <laughs> my question, my question for you early on is, man, what was it like? Because I remember you look vastly different now for the oh, young cat yeah. that I was playing and, and, and I was hosting concerts and you'd come up and, and you was doing your thing. What was it like being a teenager, you know, in the music business, you know, gracing the stage with Grace Yolanda Adams? The Jay Monsters, you don't perform with everybody. Yeah, what, as a teenager, man, what was it like? What mindset wise, how, what was it like? And how much pressure did you have when you, especially having a dad and having a big ministry? You were mm -hmm. pretty much, man, like the ambassador of the city. Right. What was it like, man, back then? Man, uh, first of all, thanks again for y'all having me on here. And uh, I'm just glad to be here. And to answer your question, it it was, man, it was uh, it was a lot of pressure. But I think what helped me navigate it was the fact that I was doing basically what I grew up doing in church. I think that was like the, the preparation for me, mm -hmm. um, you know, because I went through all the little musical mess ups at church, you know, being nervous in front of people, um, playing the wrong chords. Uh, messing up my runs, like when I'm trying to sing. You know, there was a time when I first started playing. I first started, like, seriously playing in 93. And there was a time I could not sing and play at the same time. That was just what? so hard for me to, mm. to get that. Oh. And so, I think that's hard for everybody to get that. That can, that can sing. That, you know, that, that singing and playing. I'm talking about, like, really courting. You know, I was, I was busy trying to concentrate on what I was playing. And then trying to remember words. That was tough, man, back in like 93, 94. And so I think just everybody got the, the, the mistakes at church. And then when it when it was time, when I put my first CD out, it was in 99. And when it was kind of time for me to start doing those things and you know, and those bigger stages, I was prepared because nobody really saw the training I was going through coming up, you know, and I was messing up and I was really nervous, but then it, it prepared me for those bigger stages. So it was a good feeling, man. It was a really good feeling. Who, I, my question was, who did your choreography, bro? Because when I was first seeing you, man, I was like, this joke is dancing in the church? And this joke, like, that was unheard. Like, cats weren't doing that, but you was 
Who, who did your choreography, man? Your sister, your mom? Who was doing that, bro? So mm. I was working with uh, two people. That There was a show we did. Uh, there was an attorney back in the day named Luther McDaniel. He booked Mary Mary to come in town. He asked me to open for them. And I think I might have been 21. And um, there was a young lady in my church. Her name was Crystal James. And it was another guy named George Kitchens. They mm. were the, uh, mm. the choreographers for that. Um, and you know what? I got to give Tone. He goes by B. Slade now. But I got to yeah. give Tone the credit. Tone is where I got that idea to do the dancing. Because he, you know, that was his thing. Yeah. And so, plus coming up, you know, coming up uh, in the time I did, Michael Jackson, you know, Bobby Brown, name, you know, I could just keep going on of all the different people who sang and danced. So, Prince, you know what I mean? So, yeah, all that was the influence. So, so how did you navigate, man, from, because it's different between being a church musician and then going into the studio and tracking. Mm -hmm. So, because a lot of guys think because they can, they play and they kill the service, it's, it's a whole different world of transition to laying down tracks. Whole nother world. How, how, how were you, how did you do that? And what prompted you to do that? And what, you know, what was your, what was your struggles, man, with that? Uh, I think what helps is listening to a lot of people. You got to listen to all the records that you like. You got to really, don't just listen the way you would listen to the radio or the way you would listen just for enjoyment. You got to really sit down and try to think about everything you're hearing and think about the way it's been put together. And some of the biggest, best records were not overplayed. And so it's like coming from the church musician aspect, we're big on chords. We're big on, that's why even now you can listen to like say a James Fortune record and you as a band member, you're going to spend forever trying to learn the intro. Mm -hmm. You know, you got all this, and then the singers come in and it's like, you, you focus on trying to get all the licks, all the hits right. So I think that transition from church musician to producer, you have to learn how to kind of pull back and, and do some simple stuff that, that doesn't compete with the singer. You know what I mean? But it gives more of a foundation for that vocal to lay on. Because really, you want if you got a singer you're producing, you want them to be heard. You want them you know, to be understood. And that music needs to complement. So you don't, you don't want to be battling you know, with the singer. In other words, you're saying, right. you know, it's about playing in the pocket. Just in the, right. And you got to understand like studio is one thing. And then like a mm -hmm. sequence program track, that's a whole nother thing. And then a live recording is a whole nother thing too. Usually the live show is where the band can kind of shine and do some hits, you know, but if it's a studio project, if it's going to be programmed, sequence, using a drum machine or whatever, whatever you use, you really don't want to do too much, you know? So my, my question to you, and I, and I want to ask, you know, being a church musician growing up, and then when you start doing music, you know, you get on a lot of stages. What was your struggle going from teenager to man in music and trying to stay grounded? and not really just switching up going mainstream music because when you can play and you can sing, there's so many opportunities, man, that come your way. And how, and, and, and 
you know, how was life at home when these mm-hmm. opportunities? I know now you're older. Yeah. But then when you was faced with all those opportunities that you could have, mm-hmm. what was your mindset and, you know, why didn't you? You know, I think what it was, was I had moments where I knew I was going to end up where I am now, right? I knew I was going to end up here, but either I ran from it or either I was trying to do things in the name of, well, I'm living, I'm young, you know, I got time. Mm. I traveled with PJ Morton, the PJ Morton band for about almost three years. He had an album. This was right before he got with Maroon 5 and right before he signed with uh, Cash Money, Young Money. He had signed with Young Money. He did a, he did a record with Young Money. Um, I was a part of an album called Walk Alone. And so I was on the Walk Alone tour. And when he accepted the gig with Maroon 5, we were in New Orleans. We were performing in a super lounge for Essence Fest. After we came off the stage, we went back to our green room and PJ broke the news to us that he was about to accept the gig with Maroon 5. And he said, but you guys receive a call in about a week or so, some other opportunities. My opportunity, because he was going to be, you know, the band was going to be put on hold. He was with Maroon 5. My opportunity was Bruno Mars. And I was going to be doing the same thing I did for PJ. And that was background vocals and auxiliary keys. Mm. At the time, this was about, this is about 2011. At the time, Bruno's tour bus had been pulled over for cocaine. My parents, they, that's all they heard. Pulled over for cocaine. Not they were like, nah, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna do that. You know? Even though, <laughs> even though I was, I was already about thirty by then. I was about thirty years old, but they were like, you don't want your name mixed up with that, and you know, I wanted to do it, especially after I saw Bruno. What do what two Super Bowls? I saw them. Yeah. On, <laughs> I saw them on the Grammy, exactly. and now two of my homeboys went. They were horn players. They went and they still to this day perform with Bruno. And they told me what them checks was like. They listen, they they are salaried. So whether whether Bruno's touring or not, they're salaried. That's that's aside from what they get per show. I think they were getting something like, I don't know, seventy five hundred a show, eight, nine thousand a show when they and first started. That's, good. that's and, good for a horn player. It's for mm-hmm. a horn player in twenty eleven. So that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And Bruno works. You ain't doing right. like one a week, two a week. When he's on a world tour, can you imagine the money? So, I, you know, of course, man, it, I didn't accept it because I was supposed to be a part of a gospel tour, right? It was me, The Truth, 2103, uh, who else? Willie P. Moore, uh, Willie, Willie P. Moore Jr. Jr. And uh, I'm leaving off one other name because the other name, he and I were the opening acts. We did one day. We did one date and the tour fell apart because that was around the time streaming had kind of started coming into play. People right. were buying records like they used to. People right. were supporting concerts like they used to. And so the tour itself that I was on cost like 15000 per city. And the one date that we did do, four or five churches got together to bring us. That's because right. they one couldn't afford it by itself. So... It was a lot of you know stuff behind the scenes. It fell apart. I'm back home, like dang, I should have played with Bruno. So you know, I had a lot of moments, a lot of opportunities, 
But I think ultimately what I did was I just began to think about what I'm really called to do. And now I'm finally doing that. But eight, nine years later. So, you know, I'm not going to lie and say it was easy and the Lord held my hand through it all. Man, I was I was salty looking at them dudes on the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was at my I, church I only watching the Super Bowl like I know him. I know him. That dude right there. That's my spot. I'm supposed to be doing that. <laughs> but, but but you never know, man. Um, I'm I was in a similar situation, and I'm convinced that if I had gone a certain path, I probably would have been on behind the music or true Hollywood story because I ain't I, had good, I didn't have good sense back then. So unsung. <laughs> I'd have, I'd have, they'd have been like the tragic tale of D Raider producer. <laughs> right. You know, the last thing you wanted to do is give me $7,500 for playing my saxophone. Uh, like, what, time, what time to gig? I, I'd be there 15 minutes before. A <laughs> set. Uh, man, okay. That's a lot of cheddar, man. That is. But I, I, I'm proud that you accepted your calling, though. So, yeah, oh, yeah me too. Man. If, yeah. if I had, if I had to ask you three, three things, three lessons. Uh, hold on, let me hear. That's it. I'm in here. Oh Kevin, yeah, Kevin, just laughing. Okay, all right, Kevin, what's up? If you had three lessons like that, you had to learn that was hard for you to learn, and you, because I know where you are right now, mm-hmm. but. The, the, you you had an interesting life as a musician growing up. Mm-hmm. What are three life lessons that you learned that was very hard, that cost a lot, that you learned in about the music business? You have to know why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. And always remember your why. Because there's always going to be things that's going to happen that's going to make you feel like you missed your moment or that you were left out. Like if I was part of this click, if I was part of that click, maybe I'd be popping a little faster, a little sooner. You know, maybe if I was <clears throat> with this particular group of people, if I had this person representing me, you know, I could I could uh, be promoted to this many radio stations and I can get that number 10, you know, top 10 spot, or whatever, you know what I mean? So you gotta know why you're doing this because there's gonna be times you're gonna feel overlooked. Another thing I learned, specifically the gospel industry, that it is a business hmm. and that Thank everybody you. Thank you. might be singing gospel, Come on, but they ain't living gospel. Man, so, say that. Yeah. Say that. So oh, you yeah. have to be, you, you, you can't wear your heart on a sleeve if somebody does you wrong because it's still the gospel music industry. Yeah, come on now. Um, come on. I think of another lesson, and there's plenty of lessons I learned, but I think thirdly, Another lesson I learned is to never, ever give up on a song. Someone may not accept a song, but that song can have a whole other life with another artist. And that other artist, and and, and think about it, too. People can redo songs. I've had one song that's been a blessing to me. Dietrich Haddon did it, and Shirley Murdoch did it. And I did it. And um, before it's all said and done, I'm probably going to put it, get it placed in a movie or something. So one song can have multiple shelf lives. So don't give up on a song just because you really wanted a particular person to do it and they said no, somebody else will say yes. So how did... Go, go ahead, bro. No, no. No, go ahead. So, so, so how do you 
as a musician, singer, as a music artist, how do you evolve as an artist mm -hmm. without biting everybody else? Staying creative mm -hmm. when everybody wants to be a clone of everybody else. What are some techniques that you can give to listeners that are listening right now on how to stay unique? Always work on your crafts. You know, if you're a vocalist, always work on your voice. Learn your voice. Learn what puts you at your peak and, and stay there. And also listen to other people. I think it's okay to listen to what's hot now. And you can determine... Uh, from you know different things if you need to pull certain things or certain styles nuances or whatever but i think you should always be true to yourself always be true to what your strong suit is and and have have a good team around you that's going to be honest with you when you do create stuff people that you can trust play and they say no nah, that ain't it or uh, so let's so let's talk about that for you i want you to pause right there team when you say put a good team around you Mm -hmm. I want you to identify those components and, and identify the importance of those components of that T-E-A-M. Mm -hmm. um, man, I got a, I have a writing partner that I sometimes pull from. He and I get together and, um, you know, I think it's good when you can write a song completely by yourself. But I also think sometimes it's good to include someone that you trust, that you know mm -hmm. you all can be uh, above board with the business end of things. And um, you can come to an agreement on how things should be broken down and all that. But sometimes another insight, another perspective is always good. And you can say, you know what? Yeah, I can do that that way. I can say it this way. Um, I think that's a good person to have on your team. Someone that can be objective that's not a yes man. That's another good person to have on your team. Um, that's not just around for, you know, your fame or your accolades but somebody that really has your best interests in mind and at heart, that'll be, you know, that, that can be honest with you and you can receive from them. Um, then you just need valid support. You need people that, you know, got their ear to the street, that understand promotion, that understand marketing, that can help you get in, get your music out in a different way. They can say, hey, you know, this is what's hot right now. Maybe we could do some of this. Maybe you need to do an animated uh, music video and pitch it to this, you know, and, and maybe buy some ad space on Instagram and Facebook and do that. You know, some people who, who know people that, 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 um, that are strong at certain things that you're not have those people on your team to help you out. I was going to ask you about that was the marketing part. You, um, purchasing advertising. Did you purchase ever consider purchasing, purchasing advertising on radio and television as well? You know what? I um I'm going to for the album. The album's coming out later in the month. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely gonna do that um with some radio stations. Um and I may get some TV spots. I'm I got a good mm -hmm. relationship with a, a local TV show here, Parade mm -hmm. Cortez, and I'm gonna see if they can, you know, pick up some stuff and show it for me. But um I have done some different Spotify promotions, Apple Music yeah. promotions, and I've mm -hmm. seen, you know, after a month, I've seen the game in my streams. Awesome. So, it's it's good to have a budget for that. And all purpose for me asking that was was to show that again, as long as you have been into the um industry and know there's some artists watching, you still have to invest in promotions. You have to market and promote yourself, regardless of who you are. Right. Uh, I got a quick question uh, and a uh, question with a purpose. The team that you assemble, 
Uh, are, are they there just to glorify you, glorify the Lord, or are they paid members that y'all that are investing? Y'all are investing in each other. Do you do you do you expect your people to work for free, or how does that how does that work? We're investing in one another. Um, the person on my team that does like graphic work, I pay, I pay them to do that graphic work for Good. me. Um, I don't expect any freebies or anything like that. Mm. We work. I honor them. I honor their gift. You know, just like they believe in mine, and they want to, you know, lend me help. You know, I believe in their gift as well. And you know, I, I'm not trying to come off spiritual, but the Bible says a workman is worthy of their hire, hire, worthy of their pay. Mm -hmm. And so, if you've done something for me, I gotta bless you. I gotta give you something because that was your blood, your sweat, your tears. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it. Love it. Love it. So when it comes to so when it comes to uh, producing music, what do you find yourself? What do you find yourself producing on? What's your, you know, what do you use and what doll are you using now? Man, um, for my music, I use Beatmaker Three on the Apple iPad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I use Beatmaker Three. I'm still a Logic guy. I like Logic Pro as well. Um, oh, that's, I'll just finna ask that, man. Cause I know last time we talked, you talked about you, you using Logic. Yeah, I'm still a Logic guy. I, I don't like, like y'all Logic guys, man. What a <laughs> I still like to do uh, vocals in Logic. I've I've done some vocals in Personas, uh, Studio One. Thank you. Uh, I'm not really a Pro Tools guy. I, you know, I can do I can set up sessions for Pro Tools. But I'm not really a Pro Tools guy. I can I can attest, man. Beatmaker Three is a great program. It's probably one of the the best iPad programs out there. The yeah. fact that you can you can have your own sample library, you can put mm -hmm. them to the pads. You know, you yep. can and you can be anywhere and get studio yep. quality beat making, and then you can you can fly it into whatever DAW that you're using. Mm -hmm. Down the line, if you want to go and put it in in Pro Tools, put it in Logic, put it in, oh. put it in uh, whatever, and and you're not losing any quality. Right. And so, yeah, it is, it is a very really really dope program. Oh yeah. So it, it brings me to the segue that I want D-Ray. You know, of course, you got three news articles, man. That uh, I want you to start with the one on um, copyright infringement. Yeah. You know, um, start there, bro. Yeah, so um, we got a couple of news articles, and and this is a, a, a special special uh, warning to the lazy producers that are out there. <laughs> um, you know, you know, producers are good for having these these made up rules to say, oh, I can sample this because I only use eight seconds, or I can, you know, I can put this on TikTok because it's only on thirty seconds. Well, how about China has created a company, a company in China has created a way that they can detect copyrighted music on TikTok videos. Wow. And oh. and it, it and it only takes about five seconds for them to detect it. Wow. So once it's uploaded, Ooh, they can detect it. And so other companies like Apple, who own Shazam. And I didn't know Apple owns Shazam. And so I, I didn't, didn't know either. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that either. But you, if you think about it, now that you do know that Apple owns Shazam and that you, if you have an iPhone and you know Siri is always listening, right? you, oh, might, you, you <laughs> might, wanna, might wanna be careful what you're uploading. But basically a description, this, this program is called uh, ACR Cloud. 
and it says that it helps monitor copyright usage for some of the largest record labels in the West, meaning, you know, this side of, of, the, of the earth. And they're not disclosing the names of the companies that's using this service because uh, they're keeping it under wraps. They don't, companies don't want you to know that they're using this. Wow. So, so a lot of these producers, uh, if, if you go back and you look at our previous episodes and you've seen me talk about Comcast being sued and they're getting these sue, sue notices and copyright infringement notices in excess of a billion dollars. Somebody's probably using this program to say, hey, all that stuff that y'all uploading on TikTok that you think is fair use. Oh, no, it, it's paid use. Mm. You know, So you got to be careful mm. with that. Any questions? Anybody want to comment on that? Hey, man, I, I, I think it's a good thing, man, you know, because, uh, you know, we know that while the market share is down on the album sales, nobody's buying music. Right. A lot of these companies don't want to pay producers, man, for their work. You know, right. and it seems like, you know, everything that comes that happens, the producers or the creators are getting less and less for their work where everybody else is capitalizing on. It. Mm. And I don't think that's cool. So I'm glad. I hope we can kind of put that in a lot of places. So and it's going to I feel like it's going to force the, the cats who say you're in the music business. You say you you really a producer. You mm. say you really an artist. You can make stuff. Let's see. <laughs> and then and then also this will hold the artists accountable and, and stop being lazy on their creativity. You know right. what I'm saying? Definitely. You know, right. um, because I, not... I, I, I know some cats that, that that's that's what they do. They live for the sample. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm serious. They live for the sample. I call them sample a sample artist. That's what they do. They live for the sample. They love going and chopping up samples and throwing them into machines, throwing them in the reason and chopping them up. And I'm like, but where is the creativity? And I'm kind of like, that's one of the main things that I really admired about you, Deuce, is because even even way back, man, from from the, from my thought process, and I'm not saying, you know, just to say uh, you know, I'm, I'm a cheerleader, but I, I recognize when someone's really producing music and it's coming from the heart. And ain't nothing that they pull off a uh, off an Otis Redding sample and then throw it down on you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Good. One of the main things that I admired about you as being a producer when I was coming up um, was that that unique sound that you had, the unique sound that you had with your vocals, the unique sound that you had with your keys. And I, because I remember back in the MySpace days, so I might be telling our age. <laughs> but I can, I, I can remember, man. I would, it's like sometimes when I was a budding producer trying to get things straight, I would, I would send a message to you and say, "Hey, man, how you do this?" And and bro, you would just come back and say, hey, "Why don't you do it this, that, 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 that?" You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you wasn't selfish with the the information that you had. So that was one of the things that I can appreciate too, but. That's one of the main things that a lot of times, you know, I sometimes fight with because I'm not trying to be like people make me feel like I'm wrong because I'm not doing all of that sampling. Mm -hmm. I believe that music is created from the heart. And if you're going to yeah. create it, it needs to be from, like it needs to come just straight off the dome, not pulling from what somebody else did. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's that's, I appreciate about you, that. But, that, but, but, you know, that's yeah, pressure. Sure. That's pressure from the industry. That's right. pressure from people wanting to make money. They see something that's already successful right. and they want something to sound just like it. So right. maybe they can get some of that audience. 
And wow. yeah, you're right. It comes off as very, very in, um, inauthentic. Wow. And, 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 and nowadays in, in the Google, we're in the Google age where people can look you up. People, yeah. people can see right through you being uh, a phony. They mm-hmm. can see right through it. You know, yeah. people, they, they, have a, uh, they have a website that's dedicated to finding out where you got your sample from. Wow. It's called whosampledit.com. Yep. Wow. And, and, and it's it, the sole purpose. You type in the song, they break that song down. It's like, oh, how many times <laughs> has this sample been used? Mm-hmm. You know, I think Mo Bounce to the Ounce has been sampled 700 times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to one that probably called Robin Thicke and Pharrell. Yes. Oh, oh that's Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye got to yeah. give it up. Got to give it up. Hey, yeah. hey man, so. they trying to explain that away with that. Pay that money. <laughs> as as they should have. They haven't paid that money, y'all. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Then so. too, so we just got a new plug in, man. That's come that actually dropped, man, which is RX eight. You know, if you got RX seven, a lot of us I got RX seven, you got RX eight. Um one couple of things that's unique about the RX eight plug, you have a you have a guitar denoiser, one thing that's added. Hmm. And you know that in the in the in the RX seven, in the RX seven version. You can actually take a two track and you can do a tonal balance to where you can pull down your drum, you can pull down your vocals, or you can pull down everything else. But it left some phase holes in. So the, uh, that was an RX7. Now RX8, the second part was different as they actually start to clean. It, it's, it's, it's a lot clearer. It sounds a whole lot better. And then uh, also there's a new plug in that you can get in courtesy to Danny. Yeah, we search <laughs> Yeah, this is uh Manny Manny Mariquin's uh tone shaper shaper, and what is is sponsored by it's built by Waves, and and it's a free plugin that you can use that if you um go and create a um oh, okay. oh, I, I messed around and looked at Lowe's comment. Yeah, Lowe's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I saw that video too. That man. <laughs> It better man, be, look, it let, better, let me let me, it better, let me it say better, this. It better be worship and praise. I know. Nobody, <laughs> any 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 beat you play, anything that you put in WAP, any beat from WAP, nobody's thinking about your lyrics. No. They ain't thinking about what's WAP. Uh, Stop that for me. We've always does that. We've always Lo, copied mainstream. Los Lo, got me on that one, but yeah, the, you you create you go to Waves the Waves website, you create an account. They'll give you this plugin for free. Now I have to. I'm gonna have to give you some warning. Downloading and buying them Waves plugin can be addictive, because once you get a hold of of Waves plugins, especially if you've been using stock plugins all your life, man, you you're gonna buy them all. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now what it's really about. When you go and get these free plugins, if you got some crack plugins on your system, That's they not gonna they, they not gonna work no more. Exactly right. That is exactly right. And if you got a crack DAD, if you got a crack doll, because I have seen a lot of quote unquote yeah. producers say, Yeah, I just downloaded this uh this logic program from this site, or my homeboy gave it to me. Okay, that's great. Go and try to download something now for real from the Apple store. See what <laughs> happens to your system. <laughs> but if you're just not joining us, now just not joining in the box, we have uh Claude Duke's on. Singer, music producer, songwriter. Um, he's been doing this since he was Legend. a teenager. 
glad that he took time out to be with us. You know, if you, if you can share share the show out. It is yeah. going to be on Amazon, Fostook, and Roku. Before yeah. we jump back into our, our interview, man, uh, with Deuce, I want to give a shout out, man, to to we 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 our footprint is growing uh, internationally, but in the United States, Virginia runs as Ashbury is Ash was Ashbury. Um, yeah, Ashbury, but no, but um, I'm in Hampton Roads, but yeah. Oh, but as they they loving us, they loving us, man. So and we wow, got thank you, we got five thousand two hundred sixty-two viewers, man, right there in in that city, bro. Wow. So they, they 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 loving what's happening. And thank then Chicago, I want to send a shout out to Chicago. Chicago, man, you know the footprint has been growing. You know we awesome. appreciate you, in Chicago. Time, Next, we love you. Mexico, want to send a shout out to Mexico. Mexico, hola, hola. 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 checking us out, man. <laughs> and United, the UK, United Kingdom, every week, man, that footprint is growing. We want to say shout wow. out to the UK. Shout out to the UK all uh, day. Shout out to Chile, footprint growing. Chile, Chile. Right. shout out to Japan. Yes, you know, oh, it's growing every day. Kabishiwa, <laughs> we, we appreciate you. Keep sharing. I learned that from different worlds. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I watched the same episode. We want to say shout out to Portugal. Their great footprint is going to Portugal. Appreciate you for, for, for being locked with us. Uh, also, shout out to Italy, groin. Italy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Shout out to Russia. Man, Russia. we love you. We like, love y'all been doing your thing, man. Like the, the numbers double there. Romania. Wow. Shout out to France. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to Germany. Yeah. Right. Germany and Singapore and Bosnia yes. and Herzegovina. Wow, yeah, we appreciate that. That is dope. That is dope. Hey, I wow. have a I have a producer question for, mm. for Mr. Deuce. Um, and it's the one thing that as a producer here, thank you, Los. Yes, um, it's Los. The one thing that me being a producer, I run into when I'm trying to get a church singer. To, to convert into a studio singer. Oh man, that's that's a miracle. Yeah. That's a <laughs> and uh, and, and I, know, I, <laughs> I know for me it is it is very hard because you know in church when you're when you're trained in, in church, you're trained that your emotion comes with volume. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you, and, and strength. <laughs> and, and just that you go, mm. But you oh, can't sure. do that in the studio. How do you? How do you? Well, you could do it in the studio, but nobody's going to want to listen to it after. So, um, how do you translate that? How do you coach your artists when Come you're trying to get them to make that transition into the booth? Man, listen, that's a tough one. You just really the person has to be palpable, man. Like, the person has to want to, you know. First off, oh, well, wait a minute, what, what, bro. What word did you just use? Palpable, right? Palpable, you know, like so I, so I need you to explain that. So <laughs> so other people listening yeah. know what that means. Right. That's important. That's a very important word. Yeah. <laughs> Define it, bro. That's all about it, bro. <laughs> please, please break it down to our child. You gotta break it down, bro. You know, nah, they, they basically give you, they trust, they entrust that vocal to you. You know, they they gotta be uh maybe another word, um, Pliable. They wanna. They wanna be pliable. 
Mm-hmm. They want to be pliable, you know, willing to let you guide, willing to let you kind of mold and shape, mold, and, right? You yeah. know, right. Uh, bend and, and 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 twist and be flexible, you know, and, and open to your advice, your actual vocal production. Usually, if people are coming to you, um, I know when people come to me, they, you know, and I thank God for this. They they respect my musical judgment, mm-hmm. and that's that's instrumentally and vocally. Mm-hmm. And and if I'm writing, they respect my my pen my pen work as well. So, you know, they're usually open to my suggestions. Like, hey, you know, on this part, pull back a little bit. You know, that's usually what you got to tell church musicians and church singers. You know, not don't do too much here. You know, kind of pull back for the studio. So, you know, it's all about the person, man. They sometimes sometimes I've ran into that. Yeah. And, right. and and when you when you start to explain to them that that there's a difference between the studio and the church, and the first thing they the first thing that you hear is, well, you're not gonna stifle my anointing. Yeah, well, I do it. The, the 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 thought process is we're trying to capture it in mm-hmm. a manner where it's appropriate to play over the radio. We're not trying to stifle your anointing, but then we understand what the industry is looking for when it comes to music. So yeah. if you, we want your anointing. That's what mm-hmm. makes it different. That's what yeah. sets you apart. That was that's what's make that it makes you who you are. But at the same time, you got to understand the difference. If you listen to Tasha Cobbs in the studio and Tasha Cobbs live, it's two different sounds. That's right. It's two Come different on. Just like and just like Duke was saying, if you listen to the music musicians, listen to Kurt Franklin's music and then uh, in the studio, but then listen to it live. Of course, just like Duke says, you have that ability to be creative when it's live. But when you're in the studio, you're in the time frame. You got yeah. to understand three minutes and thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so, gonna, so go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say this really too. That's where you got to pull on that team. Like as a producer, all producers may not be vocally astute you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so have someone on your team that is a dope vocal producer and mm-hmm. then i believe too when you're producing an artist what you say is critical right. because um singing is 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 muscle memory mm-hmm. and vocal ability as much as it is mental mm-hmm. and you can you can psych somebody out of a good vocal performance with your words mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. body language. If they're constantly not giving you what you need and you just oh, you're sighing and they can see that, they can hear that, then that's gonna take them out of their zone. So what I think is good if you're not able to tell them what you want from them, have somebody with you that can kind of vocally guide them in and say, Okay, I like that take you just did, but give me one more and let's do it this way. And then when you're alone and you kind of piece the things together, give them what you wanted them to do give it to them and see how they like that. And a lot of times that can be more received versus a constant, you know, impatient kind of vibe. But you got to really be patient in this game. Especially mm-hmm. when you're working with a singer. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, Mr. Duke. Well I'm going to tell you. Uh, I have been known to be different in the studio. <laughs> I've been known to be a little different. And, 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 you know, my biggest thing is don't come into the studio unprepared. 
Don't come in. Don't come in unprepared. Now, now you having patience is one thing. Right. An artist wasting money is another. Mm -hmm. So if you come in, you don't know the song. I have a pet peeve with people that have to read lyrics off their phone. Because I feel like if you got to read it, you don't know it. And if you don't know it, you can see, yeah, there go my wife saying, yeah. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I produce my wife. Uh, she goes by the name of me. But um, if I feel like if you got to read it, you don't know it. Um, I'm not a big person to use auto-tune. I mm -hmm. feel like if the, if the chord says B flat, you need to sing B flat. And if you can't sing B flat, you need to practice it until you can. Mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not that big of a guy on trying to go back and fix stuff and co mm -hmm. copy and paste because I, can't, I feel like that takes away from the performance. So, yeah. right. And then when, when you're trying to, and then because another thing, and I just want to stay right there in that vein, uh, D Ray, if, you, if you're trying to sing on the phone, right, that means that you're not in the microphone because you got to hold the, the, the phone like this, you know, and then you're trying to sing sideways. We're trying to get there. Like you said, you don't want to do too much cutting and pasting. You want to mm -hmm. get that, that that in there. And I'm, now that's something with me. Deuce, please pray for me. Because with me, that, that's a pet peeve of mine. If you're coming into the studio, first of all, this is money. Money is time. Mm -hmm. So if you're coming in, true to the fact we're gospel music producers, but there's still that business side of what you're saying. Preach it, preach involve that business side mm -hmm. if you're coming in here you're not prepared you're singing from a phone you don't know when to adequately hit what you're supposed to hit because you're holding the phone trying to, to go along with what you've written you're wasting time so sometimes use that oh, comes out so yeah. i'm like because uh -uh, i'm one of them ones i will cut your your, your studio session and be like, when you learn this, come back. We'll be ready. Me and, Pastor, me and Pastor Ricky must be related. But I'm going to do it. <laughs> yes. And that, this, in the market where we're in right now, dudes, uh, a lot of people not buying records. You know, um, a lot of artists are being taken advantage of streaming-wise. How important is for an artist, from your perspective, to understand, understand songwriting split sheets and why it's very important to agree to those percentages before you try to go in and record a song. Um, and, and for people that don't like doing songwriter split sheets, you know, watch, you know, let them know why it's important for them to do the songwriter split sheet if you have people that are working on the song. Man, because depending on the pace at which you're working, you know, you don't have any type of ledger. You don't have any type of, you know, uh, bookkeeping process going on it's real easy to forget who worked on what mm. and so split sheets keep our friendships intact mm. friendship from excuse me split sheets also um are just important to have just for uh those purposes when you go to register we can properly register the songs and everyone can get their cut because no, I want you to go back to when you say split sheets may keep your friendship intact. How yep. can that? How can how can a, a little simple split sheet impact your friendship, bro? Speak on that for a second. Let me tell you, I a buddy of mine, my writing partner, Bracy Yarbrough, awesome, talented dude, man. Like he comes up with lyrics just, just like that. 
He's definitely awesome, man. Um, he and I were already in the studio one day, and we decided to do a song with another duo. We did not, we dropped the ball that day. We got so, you know, into what we were doing. The song was hot. The song was, was, was kind of coming to all of us, like, so quick. And they bounce. The two other two guys bounce. And we were just, like, kind of, you know, playing the track. Like, dude, this is crazy. And I was like, oh, man, the split sheets. I forgot. And, man, we, we had, I mean, for the next three, four months, just trying to chase both of these dudes down. Mm. Um, because what happened was they brought us, they brought us like a skeleton track. And then what I did was I played more instruments on top of the skeleton track to beef it up. And then my writing partner, he added some verses to the hook they brought. So it was a collaborative effort. But they had to connect on how to get the placement. It was something for like, uh, I think they were considering giving it to Bobby Valentino or something like that. And man, we, because we knew we had done lion's share of the work. We were trying to chase him down to get these split sheets signed. I don't think anything ever came of the song, man. Um, because mm. it just kind of created black, bad blood, you know, mm. after a while. Because it was almost like, do y'all not want us to get our credit? And, mm. you know, split sheets keep your friendship intact. They do. That's good, man. They do. Oh, that's good. That's, that's real, man. Yeah, yeah man. That's, that, 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 I, I wanted you to talk about that, man, because, you know, we talk a lot about, man, doing things the right way. And a lot of people, man, don't like to sign contracts. But contracts, man, keep everybody honest. Especially when in the, when it comes to the music domain, um, because there's really no other way for artists to get paid. Because right now nobody's doing shows anymore, right? Exactly. So you so you don't know, you know, yeah, you don't really know. We we know you, when we make a song, we can't say it's going to be a hit. We have a good idea. We we hit play. We hit we play it back, and everything's working. But if you don't have the paperwork in order, because somebody's going to get paid from that song, yeah. you know. So before we get out of here, man, we, we usually oh, do, wow. this, do, do this. Uh, yeah, it's not it's nine fifty, man. We've been talking. No, it's great, great show though, man. Great we always do. Yeah. We always do ten. This 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 uh, game we call ten. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna ask you a question. It's gonna be either or. It's either A or B. You can't think about it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you think about it, we're just going to boot you off the show. No, I'm just making sure. <laughs> you, we, it's, it's, it's no right or wrong answer. It's just a way that, you know, we want to hear how your mind works and what you think. Right? So, machine or MPC? MPC. Waves plug-ins or isotope plug-ins? Waves. Lee Williams and the Spiritual QCs or the William Brothers? Williams Brothers. Carolyn Ramsey or Kiara Shear? Kurt Franklin or Jay Moss? Jay Moss. Yes, sir. GTA <laughs> 5 or Call of Duty Warzone? Call of Duty. Logic or Studio 1 5? Logic. Waze MV2 or Waze Rider? Ooh, Rider. Yeah. Malcolm X or Martin Luther King? Martin Luther King. Brandy or Monica? Brandy. 
All right. I believe you said I'm Martin Luther King because your mama watched. What you just said, Black man? I know your mama watched, bro. So I ain't gonna say nothing about that. Smart man. I got to go, Monica. I got to go, Monica. You got to go, Monica. I gotta go, Monica, man. You really you, you think Monica saying you think Monica saying saying better than Brandy, bro? Oh, hits. I know but they both got hits. Who you think yeah. got the better boy? Brandy. Yeah. I don't know. See, I'm, I'm, I'm still on that Monica tip. That's what this what yeah. I go by. Brandy can do what Monica does. Right. Monica can't Monica do what, can Brandy, do what Brandy, does. Brandy does. That's what I feel. Can't. She can't. I'm not saying Monica's not a good singer. How, how, however, <laughs> me, if I can detect that you're using auto tune, no, that's the thing. That's the thing. If, if I can detect, and I'm telling you, this last album, I finally started to hear it. No, man. No, that's the, have you heard? Have you heard that Brandy had, uh, there's a, there's a, you can look it up. There's an interview on uh, YouTube. Robert Glass was talking about it. He said, Brandy, a lot of people think it's auto tune, but Brandy is so precise when doubling, stacking her vocals mm -hmm. that she has actually done something where she did a stack and it phased the computer out because the computer thought it was the same vocal twice. She was wow. like, her wavelength, all that. She matched it. And you know, that's hard to do. Yeah, wow. so, she's she's just precise, man. You can tell during that verses the way she was kind of singing over some of her records and even singing over Monica. She got the goods, man. See, that's see, I like I like what you said. For all for all y'all jokers, man, here that's trying to say that was Monica. I'm gonna go back to what Deuce just said. Brandy can do everything Monica can. Mm -hmm. Monica cannot do everything that Brandy can. Well, that makes a difference. Maybe I'm the odd man out, but I, you know, I don't know. But hey, both of them are awesome. Both of them can't take that away. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't pick between the two of them. Honestly, I can't. I just say that I'm, I'm gonna put that in, dude. Both the great, both the great singers, man. You know, yeah, both the both the great. You know, but you know, they both in their own right, man. So, what what do you think about Mandy? Uh, um. Uh, Kurt Franklin and the Jay Moss. Oh, that's gonna be silly. You know, you mean like the the, the question, the comparison, Kurt? I know. See, it's like two different things. Mm -hmm. But that that pen game, man. Both of them are are amazing writers. Mm -hmm. But I can I can kind of get with. I'll just say I identify more with Jay because because mm -hmm. I kind of do the same thing. You know, I I can do with Kurt Lewis too. I can teach choirs, and, but I'm more of that. That uh, that studio guy, that that producer guy, you know, doing my own vocals and stuff. You know, we all know Kirk don't sing like that, but Kirk mm -hmm. can. No, right. you can't go wrong either way. Kirk gonna give right. you a hit. Jay can give you a hit. But do what Jay can do though, just like you said, dude. Kirk <laughs> can't do like Jay can do now. Right. Yeah, Kirk can't do like Jay can do right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he went with Jay. <laughs> Because you know, don't play yourself short, dog. Because Jay and you, boy, y'all, y'all background, man. You have all, you have always had some of the nastiest background. Oh, thank you, man. Hey, man, I can't wait till y'all hear the new record. The new record is coming out September twenty fifth. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. Like everything, just know everything you're hearing on that record 
is from the iPad, music-wise. Even the Quartet what? song. Only thing that, that wasn't on the iPad from the Quartet song was the bass guitar and the lead guitar. But everything else that you wow. hear was all from the iPad. Um, and all the tracks, iPad, and uh, those background vocals are there too, man. So I, I can't wait. Man, I can't wait, man. Can't wait, man. Can't wait. Hey, real quick, give a shout out to Michael Williams, who's on watching us from the Christian Gospel Music Supporters page. So, yes, thank you so much. What's going on, Mike? What's happening, bro? So I can go on to Amazon and pick it up. When is it dropping, sir? September 25th. Oh, show. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I've been waiting on this one. Any last words, man, before we got here? You got oh man, song. just thank y'all so much for having me. Um, I really appreciate you guys. I love the platform that you have, and uh, man, just thank you for this time, Ricky. Well, where can they no? Where can they find you? Tell us where they can find you. Facebook, Instagram. Go to my Instagram at Claude Deuce, and I have a link in my bio that'll link you everywhere else I am. So just oh, you can just Google his name. You're going to take out the first few pages. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, any last words, Ricky? Well, it, it's, it's been a pleasure because I hadn't seen Deuce in about, wow, it's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. And uh, I've always been like, I've always been a follower of his, of his music. So just being on here, being able to see him, being able to talk to him and, and anticipate this album because like I was saying, man, this is no lie, Deuce. It's so funny. I'm gonna show you how God is. Just, just about three or four days ago, I was, I was on my way to Augusta and coming back. I'm listening to he, uh, you got that stuff and Holy Ghost girl. So you know I'm listening, and I'm like, here I am. I'm talking to Deuce. That's a blessing, man. Oh, Rico, and and guess what? Deuce sold me the first, my first machine, dog. Yeah. The, the first yeah. machine. Oh, the first one. I remember when you got your first machine. I didn't know you got it from Deuce. Yeah. Yeah, MK1 came from Deuce, man. That's that. That's that Augusta boy. Y'all don't know nothing about I that. I remember that, man. And we, we did we meet in that Electrolux parking lot. Yeah, right man. That. Electrolux in that, that Walmart. Right? Y'all have a question now. And he also he's a preacher too. He preached just as hard as he produced, dog. So he is. Well, you see that beard, man. That's the preacher's beard, bro. <laughs> you see that beard, bro. That's why he got it. That's you. You know. <laughs> listen, bro. Listen, you already know that. That's oh, you already know that, bro. Yeah, you so. gotta have that salt and pepper in the beard when you're that preacher. You gotta have that salt and pepper in there. Got to, man. I'm 40 now, so you know. Any last oh. words, Danny? Hey, uh, Deuce, it was nice meeting you, man. Nice getting some background on you. I'll be following you and listening to you. And hey, if you're not too busy, feel free to to, to register for our MAD tournament. You play MAD, Deuce? If, if you actually, got something. Man, actually, I, I don't have, believe it or not, I don't have a gaming system, man. What? I don't, man. Uh, I don't See, know if I can. We, we finna lay hands on you I, right now. We're not gonna get off here, no, bro. No, Deuce, I respect <laughs> that. I can't believe that, bro. I respect that. I would much rather you say you didn't have no system than yeah. to say you had a system with no skills. <laughs> I respect <laughs> that, sir. <laughs> there, there may be an out for Deuce. Deuce probably got a system. He probably just said, so he ain't got to get on there and play. Man 21. Okay. Okay, man. but I, I heard some stuff about Man Twenty One. I I've waited to buy, but you know I can't wait to play with guitar, girl. But but I guess I'm gonna have to. Man, Man Twenty One, dope man. I like it, bro. Uh, you know what I think, man? 
I, I think glitching about it. That's why I it's, picked up this. You know, I think, man, that folks just really hating on it because they're trying to. They want this this new two K to come out. This new two K, the two K two K twenty one. Yeah, you know, because they, they they're making that man, so they it's crapping all over twenty one. Man, you know, but EA Sports been not with it. EA Sports has not been what it was since John Madden and not here, bro. Like, that's true. All right, yeah. I'm gonna buy it. When is when is the tournament? Registration is all of September. We start in October. And you need to go on the box so you start playing. I'm 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 on it. And um and then two in the last words run before you get out of here, brother. Hey man, nice meeting you. Um I definitely been playing your music for a while or so because I recognize the name. So hey man, um, thank you so much. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. And then two man, before we get out of here, man. Uh I don't know if you guys uh if I got any 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 cats man in here that play GT. GTA Five, you know, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to get me, get me a crew, so we can kind of play some heist together, make some money and stuff like that, man. If you gamers, you know, you can inbox me, let me know. Um, you know, we are some gamers on this station, you know, and uh, we love, love the game. Yeah, we we going we go. You see what I'm talking about? We man. gamers. Ooh, wow. We gamers. Like wow. We gamers. Nice. Pastor Ricky, did you build that? Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, man, just, man, just take me back to old school, man. Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter 2. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, take me. Street Fighter 5. I got Get over here. My phone don't want me in that. They don't want me in. All okay. my people, they can't stand me on, on, on Street Fighter. First of all, I'm playing Ken Ryu. They don't want me. Oh, man. Ryu, my man. <laughs> and we wanted to say, man, to you guys, man, that are watching, we thank you, man, for, for, for following us and supporting us, man. Yeah, thank and you all. everybody that are watching us in other countries outside the United States, man, we appreciate you. Keep sharing the show out, man. Check us out on, on Roku and Amazon Fire Stick. Um, go to Music Industry Makeover. You can kind of see some of the services, man, that we do. If you're independent artists, if you got questions, um, we want to be able to help you. We sit down with you. We talk with you, kind of figure out, man, what it is that you need. And then we, we're there to help you as well. Um, and, and don't, before you before you go, just hang on, uh, Deuce, all right? And uh, we appreciate you. God bless. Good night. Good night.